I just want to be like everyone else. I just want to be normal like everyone else because that's what we're taught, you know? It's what society teaches us. That's the normal, you've got to look perfect. I did want to be confident. Of course I wanted to be confident like everyone else. And then there was also like my parents, obviously, they were so worried. And my mum and my dad were like wanting to find a cure for me because they were probably thinking how much I've changed in terms of what a confident little lad I was to now this guy who doesn't even want to go out, you know, or go and socialise with friends. Why are you always at home? Why are you always stuck in your room? Why are you playing? Why don't you get off your computer, you know? Um, well, football manager is, is addictive, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they probably saw that change in me um, and wanted to find a cure for me. Um, so they always pushed to... Me and my mum and dad were probably thinking we need to get him married one day and we probably want him to... look. Again, it's the old old school mentality that, you know, how will we get him married off? Who will want to marry him kind of thing. Asian um, community. Yeah, yeah. The whole stigma about the Asian community, which I'm, I'm working on, like, tirelessly now to change. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit, of, a bit of both, probably, I'd say. The people and us. So, <clears throat> obviously, you, you've told me already, but there is no cure for vitiligo, is there? There is no scientifically proven cure. Um, out there. However, I read a post of yours recently, but there are some <coughs> some treatments that can or, or can help um, make the pigmentation come back. So again, it's not proven, um, but in some cases, yes, it can happen. Uh, and there's <laughs> there's loads there's loads and loads of people out there who will claim to have a cure um, and just rip you off for money because there is no cure. There's ways of slowing it down. I mean, there's uh, ultraviolet light treatment, certain like tr creams, like I said, from the NHS that help slow it down, but they will never, they're not, they're not anything as such yet that actually cures it or reverses it. However, yeah, there was a medicine that I was on for about two years, uh, two years prior to 2012. So. 2010 to 2012. Before that one, you also went to India, spoke to some gurus, came yep, back. Yep. Or you did spoke you, to many gurus. <laughs> you did the whole shebang, didn't you? I did the whole shebang. So, so um, after the NHS treatment, um, I went on to, I tried Chinese herbal medicine. Um, that again worked for a little while. It took about six months for it to actually start working. Um, it started working, so it was on my eyes then. It started coming back, the brown skin started coming back around my eyes. It was like, wow. Um, and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever taken to date. Um, so it was like dried herbs boiled down to water and drinking that water and oh, it was it was revolting. I can explain what it tastes like. It's like mud and tree and grass mixed into a glass. <laughs> is what I can explain. Uh, I want to try that. <laughs> Though I used to eat mud when I was younger, but no. I think we've all, if you play football, you <laughs> um, So yeah, Chinese herbal medicine from then went on to, uh, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap so for me uh, personally I always felt bad because my mum and dad were dishing out so much money yeah. on this medicine because uh, they really wanted me to get better um, so I, I felt bad I felt bad always having to say mum uh, I need to pay this person I need to pay this person uh, but she, they would never ever say no because they would just wanted me to get better um, so yeah I went to Ayurvedic medicine went to India um, saw many people that in the middle of nowhere claimed to be a vitiligo uh, doctor that's a cure vitiligo yeah. it's like wow what are you doing in this little uh, little hut you should be living up in a huge mansion Indian, being a billionaire Indians are the best salespeople <laughs> yeah. in the world you know that what do you need 
Oh, you got rid of life? I can cure yeah, rid of life. Can what have you got? Cancer? <laughs> I can cure cancer. What have you got? I'm, I, I know everything. Like, <laughs> I have never met... Every time I've been to India, yeah? There was this one time I went there and I had a stomach problem, yeah? They brought this woman in because I can fix him. She's got a cup. Put the cup over my stomach, yeah? Started going round and round in circles like this. And goes, he's cured. And just took money over. But an hour later, I had diarrhea. <laughs> I had the worst stomachache, and I ended up in a wheelchair. And I came Should've back. Laughed, yeah, but it's how good they are at selling. Let's go back to 2010. So obviously, <clears throat> this is the one place where you was doing it for two years. Mm -hmm. um, talk us through it. So, like I said, so um, I went through all these different medicines. Tried India. Tried this. Tried that. And um, it got to a, a few years where I wasn't taking anything. And um, I was just my bit libel was just I was just letting it be, and I got in touch with I can't remember even who it was. Someone got in touch with me. I think it was a friend of a friend, and said to me that uh, my partner's got vitiligo and he's been seeing this doctor in Crawley. He's a retired practitioner from the U.S. He's moved here now, uh, originally from India. Like red flags were going off in my head. I was like, oh, he's from India. He's got <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here we go, another guy. But because uh, it was someone I knew. I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. It had been a few years before I'd, I'd tried anything. So went to go and see this guy and um, he showed me a few of his success stories and um, I was really impressed actually. And he was like, two weeks time, you'll see a big difference. I was like, what, two weeks time? I'd never heard that before. And uh, so went along with it and it was basically getting injections in every area that I had vitiligo. And um, it's the most painful thing I've ever had to do. Because so we're I'm talking it. about injections, not just your usual in your arm injections or you know in your butt injections that you get when you were young. I'm talking about in my face, in every area that I got vitiligo. So you talk about your eyes. In the most sensitive areas, around my eyes, your my lips, nose, lips, your nose, yeah, your hands, hands, so everywhere I got vitiligo. Wow. And feet, feet. Was that just a one-off? You did it once, or was? No, I wish. So this was every time I went to see him, and I was going to see him every two weeks. So every two weeks, you was being injected about in... 30, 40 times with a with a serum that basically sensitised my skin to UV light. Um, so I was going home on the back of those injections, taking vitamins like B12 that also makes your skin sensitive to light, and um, basically sitting in front of a UV light for like 10, 20 seconds at a time. It was gradually increasing. Um, and my skin was getting better, it was reversing after two weeks, just as he said. I was like, this guy's a miracle, how can this be possible, right? Because everywhere else I went, it was like, yeah, six months to a year, let us take all your money and you'll see some different for me. <laughs> anyway, I was a miracle, I was like, mum, my skin's reversing, it's going back to brown. And she was like, well, that's amazing. And how does that make you feel? Oh, I was so happy, so happy, I was like, really, really happy. If you think back to it, at that moment, would it have been one of the most happiest moments in your life? Um, no, then? Yeah. 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 At then, that yeah. point, yeah. So you can imagine your journey up until 2010. Will that to be your most happiest moment, knowing that you've, you've probably graduated from high school, college, um, university at that point? I didn't go to university, so after college, college yeah. yeah. So you've, got, you've done... You've done I, was starting, I think I was just a few years into my working life then. So yeah, it gave me a huge lot of confidence because all them years before, since 10, what, 14 years, um, I'd say, I, I had to live with vitiligo and all of a sudden it was reversing. I was like, oh my God. And it was coming back real quick. 
Um, so yeah, months went by, um, I was going back every two weeks to see this guy, it was expensive, it wasn't cheap. I can imagine. But, again, mum and dad were so happy. Um, they were happy, happy to fork up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know, their son's skin's getting back to normal again, so we thought. And um, it got to a point where I was pretty much fully repigmented in most areas. I'd say about 2% of my skin was still white, a few dots here and there that were still not covered. But I was boosted, I was yeah. so happy. And um, in that time, I met my wife, um, a wife now, obviously dating then. I, had, I was so confident, so I was like, oh, I want to date, you know, I want to go. I, I, I approached her. You know, went on a date with her. And that's something out of character for you as well, approaching yeah, someone. So, yeah, you know, I had this new confidence that I wanted to approach Rupee. And um, and yeah, so in that two years, uh, so we arranged the marriage, this, that and the other. I was still doing my medicine. And... Um, <clears throat> she knew about it? Though. Yeah, yeah, she knew straight away. Uh, we spoke about uh, like straight away about my vitiligo. And from uh, the first day, she was always supportive and it didn't, never affected her. Um, she, she actually used to say she liked it. It made me more unique. So I, had, I can see that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so yeah, it was all good. It was all good. Um, unfortunately, my um, dad's health deteriorated in those two years leading up to our marriage in 2012. Um, my dad passed away in 2012, uh, early 2012. Well, not early. I'd say um, it was September. Our marriage was set for November 2012. Obviously, early on in the year, we planned it. Um, he fell ill, probably February, um, and September he passed away, unfortunately. And um, that was probably the most hardest part of my point of my life uh, when he passed away. You can relate. Yeah, I can relate. Um, why I say my vitiligo is linked to emotion is because after straight after my dad passed away, being the most emotional time of my life. Um, and the hardest time of my life, my vitiligo reversed and came back so aggressively um, to what it is now. I've never gone back. Uh, so basically, my um, I stopped the medicine because I forgot to add that. I stopped the medicine because my health started to deteriorate because of it. I started getting joint pain. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, I yeah. Started getting a lot of joint pain, and I played football, and I was like, "What the hell? What's going on? Never had this pain before." Um, so I stopped it for a month or so. And straight away, because uh, it was affecting my work as well, my wrists and my elbows and my feet. I was on my feet all day. And um, I stopped the medicine for about a month and I saw a difference straight away in my uh, joint pain. Like it stopped. I was like, well, obviously it's clearly linked to that. Um, yeah. Because I was exposing myself to UV light, UV rays. Um, I think that had an effect as well. And so two years of that, can you imagine sitting in front of UV like every single Just night? Just two years of being injected. Two years of being injected. Um, every two weeks, yeah. 30, 40 times a go. Every in single... In your eyes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in the joints as well, not forgetting the, yeah. the injections in my joints. So, obviously inside, I don't know what was going on. On the outside, yeah, it was, it was great. It was all great. So yeah, I stopped the medicine. And um, uh, also, my dad passed away. Um, and yeah, it just the vitiligo just flipped and came back so aggressively and since then I've not I've not uh, touched any medicine since then. So I really want to understand why you didn't go back to medication. Obviously you, you know that this one was hurting your mm. joints but did you get to the point where you just said to yourself enough is enough? Did you have a conversation with someone that would, was like actually I've got everything that I want why do I need to 
do it. What, what made you think, you know what, I can still be that confident person mm. I was for those two years for the rest of my life? So, <clears throat> it was a bit of, um, bit of my mum, my mum's support and my wife's support. Um, so I was newly married, obviously Rupi was like, it's affecting your health, so you're stopping that medicine right now. Mum also said the same, she doesn't want to see me suffering, what's the point? And obviously she's quite happy now because I'm, I'm settled, I'm married now. Um, so I think I got to a yeah I got to a stage where I thought you know what I've I've got a good job I'm married my wife's absolutely like loves my skin um, so what am I so worried about you know why why am I still fighting to look normal when my wife loves me so much for who I am and what I look like um, and then yeah just my family support I think I would say really helped in me not going back to medicine and not needing to go back to medicine. Even though, even then though, I, I wasn't, I wasn't confident enough to still step out in v-necks or uh, short sleeves or shorts even um, outside of home. In the home, I was absolutely fine because I had that big support network, family gathering with my cousins and stuff that you know I'm around yeah. with them. That obviously they've always been so supportive of me. Outside of the home, I was still really, it's, it was still really hard for me to go and net, uh, socialize and network um, okay. it wasn't up until um, a few years later so before we get there you told me um, that for your wedding pictures you, you, was, you was pretty much yep. vitiligo free yep. yeah so you you told me that that was probably the main reason behind it you said everything has a story every vitiligo has yeah, a story yeah. and that one story for you was that was probably the one reason why you had to be cured for just that wedding day to look back yeah i it. do i really believe in that i really believe like all i don't know the gods all the gods just wanted me to look maybe it was for Had me maybe it was moment. for my mum maybe it was for someone but if it was for that one moment for that one day um i i had i was meant to look like that you know i was meant to look normal um, and it makes me happy to feel, I, when I look, think back at it and look at my pictures, I do feel happy that, even if my mum my won't ever admit it probably, but even if it gave her that little bit of happiness that my son looked normal, people didn't think bad of him or look bad at him or, you know what I mean? It gave you confidence on one of the biggest nights or days of your entire life. Yeah, you I mean, it married. I was, like, I was so, yeah, I was, I didn't care on my wedding day. Obviously there, there was a... a the conflict of obviously your pop father passed away just yeah, before, yeah. but even he would have been happy for you for that day to be like that as well. After everything that they've put in to ha getting you to that point, that's it, right. It, it would have been. It all led up to that moment. Yeah. Um, I think that's just beautiful for me that even like now I've got goosebumps just thinking about that. That's just a moment like you can't imagine the universe bringing the universe bringing things moments like that that that's what it's just happened yeah it's just a moment where it's just beautiful 100% i really really believe that was meant to be that that all happened for a reason and and now like look at me now and everything what's happening now which yeah. i'll talk about is happening let's, for a reason actually, let's go into that. actually before that how quickly did you vitiligo come back once your father passed away, once you got married, obviously it must have been difficult in the house that you were living in as well because you're newly married. Yeah. But Rupee's now come into a building where you just lost the man of the house. Yeah. Um, 
I can somewhat relate to that with my brother-in-law as yeah. well. So, is that was that all the stresses of that and yeah. then new marriage and all of that? How quickly would the vitiligo come back? So, so it came back really quick. I'm talking. So, I got married in November. I think by about February the year after, so 2013, um, February March time, it was pretty much coming back around my eyes, coming back on my like my elbows had repigmented, coming back there and. 100% uh, all those things come into play, um, so first and foremost, my dad just passed away. Um, such a high, I've just got married, you know, it's, they're clashing, those two things are clashing first. Yeah. Um, I'm meant to be so happy, it's meant to be the happiest time of my life, but on this side, it's the saddest time of my life. Mm. Um, I was really close to my dad, and um, you know, uh, helping Rupi adjust into her new house. She's coming to a new family. Um, there was times when I was probably so down and not with it that I wasn't helping her adjust. And that was affecting the initial times of our marriage. Helping adjust to living in my family. My mum and sister were grieving. They were, it was hard for them to adjust. You know what I mean? There were so many things. Clashing. Clashing. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was meant to be the most happiest time of our lives, uh, the honeymoon period, um, and it was far from that, far from that, and uh, I think that all all um, definitely uh, affected my, my vitiligo coming back more aggressively as well. But now, now we have a.patchy.indian, which is the Instagram name, I absolutely love that name, you have no idea, when I saw that, I was like, Yes, <laughs> Bali, yes, I like it. Because obviously you know me, I'm, I'm a person, I'm a big believer in, in people. And I love a story where you can turn something negative into something positive. And this is now the life that you're leading. And you're obviously, we, we touched upon it where you're saying, are you working on trying to change how Asian yep. community um, thinks about things? You're now working on how everyone um, sees vitiligo, you want to educate people now, isn't it? So talk us through some of the things that you're doing, some of the things that you're going to do, and the type of advice you'd give to people who have vitiligo, and the people in school who see people with vitiligo as well. Right, so um, <clears throat> this newfound confidence has only just like come, I think it's come with life experience, um, being married for eight years now, and having a son, Curran, it's going to turn four in a couple of weeks and um, I think with that life experience it's changed me a lot and it's given me a lot more confidence um, I've changed the way I think about myself about people how I look at people how people look at everyone um, and it's all positive and so I started my page in September last year uh, and that was on the off, off the back of a voluntary photo shoot I did for the Vitiligo Society, which is a society that anyone with vitiligo or any skin condition can join. They help to raise awareness, give advice, um, and be part of a network of people that have vitiligo or skin conditions. And before that, I'd never networked. I'd never. I was such an introvert. I'd never networked with anyone with a skin condition um, or reached out. And um, suddenly, I was amongst 20, 30 people with vitiligo and we were sharing stories and all of a sudden you know I was like bouncing off these people I was I was so confident amongst them because they all related and they all had similar stories or we'd been through similar experiences 
Um, and yeah, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I really, really love this. And I want to do more. I want to do more of this. You know, I want to find more people. Uh, I've got this close knit of uh, friends that I have from that day that I keep in touch with and who have really supported me and pushed me to make this page and get into my modeling um, and acting. And just off the back of the modern acting, I thought, you know what? I really, really want to raise awareness about Vitaliko because not a lot of people know about it. And I've been so quiet about it all this time in my life. I really want to like shout off the rooftops and let people know Vitaliko, Vitaliko, just put it out everywhere uh, and raise awareness about it. Uh, and I've been doing um, quite a lot of work. I've done quite a few blogs. With, I've worked with LinkedIn, with Sky, the British Skin Foundation recently. Uh, they just put up a post yesterday. Photo shoots, voluntary photo shoots, helping promote positive body image. Um, not just Vitiligo, every skin condition, every condition, every disability, every difference. It's, it's amazing, it's amazing. Just by meeting these people, like I mentioned to you earlier, these people are amputees, there's little kids, you know, there's little kids that have got alopecia or different, different kinds of differences and um, disabilities. and. And it makes me feel like, you know what, what I have is not that bad. I mean, everyone has a different perception of their own conditions or their own lives. But me now, when I look at what I have, it's, it's nothing compared to what a lot of people are going through or have. Um, and that's really inspired me to do what I'm doing now and uh, just trying to help people and inspire people. That is absolutely amazing. The fact that you've been able to take something that has really affected your confidence up until a few years ago and turned that into something so positive and so beautiful it's just an amazing achievement and well done to you i mean like Thank absolutely you. amazing i think one of the lessons that i see that like everyone in their own shoes will believe their problems are the biggest problems of course yeah, yeah. it's only when you start really opening your eyes and seeing everything else around you you will understand that your problems are maybe not as big as you think and it might even help you become better or, or feel better about yourself. Um, prime example, obviously my father passed away with cancer but before he had that, I would have thought everything, every problem that I was having, small, small little things yep. um, were, were, were massive. But then when I saw that and then I saw death, to me, one, there's a positive and a negative from it. From B, I didn't find anything massive anymore. I didn't find anything like, oh wow, this is this, this is that, this mm. is this, this is that. Everything seemed really small because nothing was as big as someone passing away, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can now use these things to make it a massive positive. Prime example is just story so that we can help so many other viewers understand a what vitiligo is or other stories and just be like oh actually I'm going through something similar I'm going through something similar oh that oh he did that amazing I can do that or I could do this and it just turns a negative into a positive and yeah that, that's the whole reason behind the podcast but what you've done is just oh mate exactly I mean like if I could give any advice to anyone it was it's just like if you you know you can always do better you always have that mindset you can always do better you can always be a better person and um, and this is like to everyone not just people with vitiligo I mean if, even if you know not everyone's gonna accept like if you've got vitiligo not everyone's gonna accept it and you may never accept it you know you never may have never have that confidence to accept it however if what I'm doing helps you know like just one person have a little bit of confidence or put up one picture maybe of their vitiligo or you know just have that little one percent of confidence then 
job well done. Yeah, it's a job well done, and that's for all, that's really rewarding for me. And um, yeah, I just hope this really helps others, you know, help others share their stories and help inspire other people to accept themselves and just be a better person. Well, buddy, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on to the show. It's been a powerful story. Um, I, I don't know really how you did it. But you have turned something so negative into something so positive. So I just want to say well done to that again one more time. Thank you, mate. And to thank you very much for coming on the You're show. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me on. Uh, <laughs> very welcome. <laughs> so, guys, that's another episode of Life Out Loud done. Um, if you want to know more, obviously, you can just drop comments. Uh, his Instagram page will be on um, all over our social media as well. So, please do follow him and see his journey. See exactly what he's doing. Uh, obviously, he's doing something amazing so for those of you who are following me I really really, really do hope you'll start following him as well um, drop us a comment if you think that you have anything that you want to share with us or a comment uh, in case there's something that you missed and didn't understand about Bitilaga we're more than happy to help you guys out uh, for now my name is Bisham I'm your host as always thank you very much again buddy and we'll be with you on the next episode take care